Hey Rollers, this is Josh. If you're a nerd like us, you should check out our Patreon. We have bonus QPR content, like what Eek and Emberlin are doing while the party continues their adventure, Solinar first getting into an Ilarian gang, or how Boat got into the professional wrestling circuit. Thank you so much. We're only able to record QPR with the support of listeners like you. Check us out at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. No, we've done enough clippy clopping. We're good. We ain't horses. Have we, though? All right. Have we? Goodbye, horses. Ooh. So, the earth says hello. <laughs> nope, that's uh, not the lyric. It's not. That's not You're what. You're a cover. <laughs> you know, they're you know, they're a value because they're goodbye horses. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier listening show where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Well, I'm sure many of you have noticed how plans don't always go the way we want. Sometimes it's really for the best, but even then, sometimes it can make you real mad. Now, to get a little more personal, listeners, I used to be afraid of the dark. Back in, well, a long time ago, my mother would leave these beautiful candles on at night until I fell asleep. Years later, at one of my first jobs, I blew up a building trying to make a flame that would never go out. Now, luckily, no one else was in the lab at the time, and I was mad the experiment failed. Until I had noticed that I had an extra shadow. I can't say exactly how I knew, but something told me this shadow wasn't just alive but shy, like I could sense it, like it was talking right to my feelings without using words. Well, I let it be for a while, watching it timidly follow me home and back to what was left of work the next day. I'd even drop a couple pieces of food on the floor, seeing what it might like. And soon enough, the shadow and I were doing everything together. Well, we were going on walks, playing with lights, attending performances even. It seemed to really enjoy when I'd go by the river in the summer. (laughs) The water would make its edges all wiggly, and I could feel it was happy. And it had been a while since I'd done anything but work. So I guess I was happy too. Then one day, it faded a little. Feelings were a bit quieter, and it didn't seem to like being in the dark anymore. So I kept a small light on every night. Some carved candles with colored flames. It liked that. And a few days later, it was gone. It's funny how the strange things we stumble upon can have such lasting effects without seemingly trying. And yet sometimes when we try our hardest, The only effect we make is a mess. So Boat challenged the mayor of Cinderdale to a wrestling match to abolish the permitting laws of a town. 
not fully understanding just how this wind would affect the orphans of Cinderdale and the town at large. I wonder what's got him eager to make a mess and what the party may stumble upon in the coming days. And as always, y'all take care. So it is at the point that Boat challenges Alita to a wrestling match. You guys arrive at the orphanage. It's a, oh, what luck. It's an incredibly well-maintained building. It looks like it's in good repair. It looks like it's been cleaned. It looks like it's a good place to stay if you're in the need of it. You hear the <laughs> laughter of children in the background as they run about the yard. It's like a hostel. No, everybody's generally pretty friendly. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Burn. I guess knock on the door. I, but I like we're here with the orphans. They can probably let us in. Yeah, the orphans open up the door looking at you strangely for a second for knocking. What's the, na- what's the name of the orphanage? Cinderdale Orphanage. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not terribly creative, but it gets the job done. Uh-huh. It checks out. It checks out. It's uh, it's called it's called Build a Kid Saint Chromatic Dragon Priest Orphanage. <laughs> Not that Surge Orphanage, the Blue Dragon Priest whose throat we ripped out. Mouse <laughs> Surge Orphanage sounds like uh, it just sounds like an edgy '90s caffeine drink that has sponsored has bought oh. naming rights to the orphanage. Heck it's, yeah, it's Mountain Dew's Orphanage now, baby. <laughs> Mountain Dew sponsors the kids. I'm about that. <laughs> Not about Mountain Dew, but you know what? If they're gonna they're gonna sponsor these orphanages, Baja Blast Orphanage, you're gonna have a great time. <laughs> orphanage code red. Yeah, they give all they give all the kids red red uniforms. Orphanage live wire. Is that a is that is that a Mountain Dew flavor? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! I, I guess they couldn't call it LimeWire. No, they could no, not. No, not unless they were gonna fill it with viruses. You. Yeah. Oh, there's also uh, there's also uh, that's a not major, a fun orphanage. Major Melon uh, Orphanage. Ooh, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm on the Mountain Dew site looking up the flavors now. <laughs> I was gonna say Major Melon. He really made it far in the military. <laughs> yeah, I'm very impressed. You know, a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith in Major Melon, but I really. You know, I think he's pulled through. There's also Do SA, which I imagine is some sort of South Do Africa, SA. like oh unique South African version of Mountain Dew. It's Do SA is well done. Code Red, White Out, and Blue Voltage. God, you guys all have mixed in a way big vat. Too much Mountain Dew knowledge. Anyway, um, well, we're at this orphanage. I, I may have drank all of these flavors we've been discussing. <laughs> I've only drank Mountain Dew Classic. I only drink old school Mountain Dew. I, I guess I you did could have say some very refined palate. I take that back. When I was in college, I did have some Code Red when it was the new thing, and it was in the machine right across from the newspaper. But anyways, anyway, we're at this orphanage. You guys are at an orphanage. <laughs> I want to speak to the headmaster of your orphanage. Right, give us just a minute, and then they run up the stairs, uh, this giggling. Is suspicious. It's gonna, it's gonna come back down. And it's gonna be three orphans in a trench coat. This is gonna be, we- <laughs> this is gonna be weekend at Bernie's in the orphanage. <laughs> oh god, that would have been so much better than the idea that I had. Anyway, so a woman 
who's a little bit stern-faced and in a very high-necked Talarian dress comes down the stairs being sort of dragged along by the orphans excitedly. Solonar mutters to Koza, I'm not yet convinced that it's not three orphans in a dress. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's very specific, but okay. May I help all of you? Hi there, Charles Gravyboat Barnes. Pleased to meet you. And he takes off his top hat and does a deep bow. Charmed, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I know you have uh, lots of business you need to be taken care of, but we just came by with a donation for the orphanage. Oh, I do appreciate it. Thank you. He gets uh, all the money out of his hat, and he tosses a couple of extra of gold sheets in there, too. This will be very helpful. I was recently informed that the revenue from permit sales is no longer going to be a reliable source of income for the orphanage. How Bo- recently? Boat uh, <laughs> Boat is just like, well, you know, it's it's a shame when uh, when the government gets in the way of things and makes life harder for people. Um, yes. No, I I learned that when I was living here. Mm. Oh, so you're homegrown, are you? I am. I'm from this orphanage. As much as anyone is from anywhere, I guess. So, uh, maybe to help make up for the revenue, since there's no permits that are required anymore, you guys can have just a lot of bake sales and soup kitchens and lemonade stands and things. I'm not sure that a lemonade stand would raise the kind of revenue necessary to feed the children. Feed the children, yeah, you that say. children, she, she doesn't think you're entrepreneurial <laughs> enough. Maybe maybe the children could manufacture something that could be sold. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Pause. Rewind. Is Boat trying to enact the child labor laws of the Industrial Revolution? Alex, no, he's, he's, trying, you... he's, he's trying to encourage, encourage arts and crafts among the youth so they can develop artistic skill. Have you never seen a libertarian party Interesting platform, Alex? Interesting way to phrase that textile shop owner. <laughs> Y'all want you to get the arts and crafts activity of sticking your little hands into this machinery to pull out the thread that's caught. Well, those are the only hands that can fit, unless you get a bunch of halflings like that mare. Well, here's a a question. How much did the permitting raise for the orphanage over the course of a year? Say, approximately 500 crowns. Oh. So it would... It would take... Roughly uh, 20, 20 something wrestling matches like today to, to raise that kind of money. Because I was going to say you could have uh, you could have wrestlers come through on tour and uh, they could do charity matches for the orphanage. And that'd be a way to, to drum up not only business for surrounding, you know, merchants, but also then you could raise raise money for the orphanage maybe maybe sell tickets that that'd be a good way to do it i deeply appreciate this sentiment but i'm not sure i would be able to contact wrestlers and incentivize them to come raise money for the orphanage maybe boat should call out the mayor to another match and whip the crowd into a frenzy yeah. because the mayor is ruining the orphanage by eliminating <laughs> the permitting. God, yeah, maybe it's Boat's fault this is happening. 
you know, maybe. <clears throat> sounds like sounds like maybe you, so you're you're short on wrestlers to raise enough money for the orphanage. The orphans are short on profession. I don't like we where can, this is going. We can open a wrestling school. And you don't have a name of this building. It's literally just called Orphanage, which is sad. We could it could be called the Gravy Boat School of Wrestling. Is there a is there like a city council for Cinderdale? Uh no, there's just the mayor. There's just a massive wanted board. <laughs> I don't I don't think we should just let any kids become wrestlers, you know? Like I think I think this should be for talented kids only. I think it should be Gravy Boat School for gifted wrestlers. Uh, yeah. As you say that, a bunch of children run up, go, I'm gifted? Me too! Yeah, they are all gifted for sure. Look at them. They have no parents. <laughs> Everybody's gifted in their own way. When's the next mayoral election? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Roll calendar. Two years gravy, from now. Gravy Boat's gonna run. Are you all familiar with recall elections? <laughs> uh, um, excuse me? Yes. Uh, yes, Koza. This seems like a very bad idea. You don't even know what my idea is yet. Alita uh, leans over. We absolutely do. Well, why don't you tell me that and prove to me that you know what it is? Is your idea that you're going to take yet another unearned political office through the towns we travel through? Not at all. That shows how ignorant you are. Okay. She kind of like leans forward. What was your idea? I was going to get the mayor recalled and then I was going to find somebody to run in the recall election. And then that person was going to raise taxes so that we could keep the <laughs> orphanage funded. I can't raise taxes myself because of my current ongoing conflict with my philosophy of government and civilization. But I could get a patsy to do it, and then I could complain about it. I, I don't have enough hours in the day to explain why that's ridiculously unethical. I, it, she looks over at Koza. Help? It's for the children, though. No, the children is what you use when you don't want to be called out for things. I, I have to agree I, I really don't think it's our, our role to, to meddle in these affairs. Like Koza, let me tell you something. You came from a life of privilege. You have no business trying to tell me how to provide for these orphans. They struggle in ways like you could never imagine. And we but have to figure out a way to keep I, them fed. I can't yeah! recognize... We like being fed! I, I can't recognize when, when somebody is just trying to to use... Something for a political purpose for or perhaps um, a e ego purpose. Alita kind of looks surprised at Koza. E yeah, I. I'm yeah, surprised I'm with Koza that Koza can recognize that. Exactly. No, she's surprised that, that Koza's standing up to both. Exactly. That's why we put that mayor in his place. His house so he could recover. <laughs> Is anybody else just really, really wanting to move on from Cinderdale and go literally anywhere else? We can't move on. Look at these kids, Alita. You can't just leave them behind. I'm We're sure not taking all of the orphans with us, Johannes. 
Well, I know that. We don't have enough time to get approved by the very rigorous process that needs to be done to make sure that you're a good adopter for an orphan. We also are adventurers that are going through very dangerous holy missions and children are not safe there. That's why Cole is staying at the Glade. Right, so you're just agreeing with me. Remember, there's no permitting anymore. There's no rigorous process. I'm sorry, are you saying that all child adoption needs to be completely unregulated? I'm not saying it needs to be. I'm saying that might very well be the outcome of eliminating the permitting process in this municipality. So we could adopt all of these orphans and bring them with us. What if, how about this? What if they go to that doll island? Those kids were pretty good at uh, governing themselves. That place. I hate that idea. Those kids were trapped. And wicked. They were wicked little children. How much gold are my sheets of gold worth? Uh, give or take, based off of the size, probably like 10 gold a pop. How much? What is that? What's the exchange rate with crowns? A gold is a crown. It's just the Tolarian phrasing for it. Okay. And how many does she need to keep the orphanage uh, going? You have taken away annually 500 gold from her. All right. Does Tolare have a king or queen? No, they do not. Have they historically? They did once, but that was a really, really long time ago. I have more okay. math questions. Yes. How many months? How many months are there in a v- standard Virion year? It's going to be twelve. The conversion is very is is very similar. Okay, so five hundred crowns. Okay, so they need about forty two crowns a month to keep everything going. So I've given three sheets of gold. Hope all of you right. at home are doing your math homework and make sure yeah. to show your work. I will say right now, Brandon has started a successful business, small business. <laughs> and uh, so we're, I'm taking notes. So if I give them all my sheets, that's enough for them to keep going for like maybe about four months. Uh, and that's uh, on top of the money that was raised from the wrestling match. So that's about four and a half months. So all we need to do is solve this problem in about four and a half months. And then there won't be a problem. I'm sorry. We we can't stay here for four and a half months. We have we have a holy mission. And I've got I've got an idea. What if <laughs> what if Melodica stays? Please he- don't call me Melodica. What if her stays here and <laughs> and teaches the children to sing and play and then they can tour the land with children's concerts to raise money. All right, so ignoring the fact that you're literally trying to make Melody into the protagonist of The Sound of Music. Um, I, was, I was feeling very Von Trappish. Search for Von Trapps, Solinar. Um, aren't we bringing Melody to Tinkerhaven to get the reward of a thousand crowns? We could fund the orphanage for two years with that. Yeah, and save the community center. <laughs> we, we won't let those old men tear it down to build an office building. I'm going to start breakdancing right now. <laughs> but Solonar opens a closet and a mop falls out and hits him. And he's like, oh, no, I found the traps. <laughs> uh, and what was the name of the or- orphanage boss? Uh, she never gave it. Boat puts the charm back on. Like, so, um. If I come back to call on you again, what might I call you? My name is Sandre. Sandre. That sounds very exotic. Is that Tolarian? It is, yes. You don't sound Tolarian. 
I'm not originally Talarian, but the mm-hmm. accent comes and goes when you live here for a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Sandra, I tell you what, we're going to finish our little errand and we're going to come back uh, and solve this problem for you. I would appreciate it. You hear oh. Alita kind of lean over to Koza. Yeah, because we're the reason it's the problem in the first place. Yes, uh, don't exactly. Don't worry. Charles Gravy Boat Barnes is on the case, and if there's anything I do well, it's win, whether that's at matches or at life. So we're going to get this taken care of. We're going to be back. These kids are going to have plenty of food to eat and plenty of roof over their head. And I guess in the winter, plenty of firewood to stay warm. We'll be back. Plenty of roof to eat. <laughs> it's a gingerbread house, so they can just eat it. That's that's the goal. Boat is going to turn the entire orphanage into a gingerbread house. That's that's his that's the platform he's running on. But yeah, and Boat's hoping that they'll name it after him when he comes back. The ginger boat house. Yeah. <laughs> a children's home. Uh, Solinar, as he's trying to put the mop back, knocks a couple of other things loose that start tumbling out, and he's just kind of, like, catching and half-juggling and, like, fumbling things back into the closet. And finally, he, like, catches things well enough to rearrange them back into the closet well enough to, like, close it. And he's like, all right, I think I disarmed that one boat. I don't know if there's any more around here, but keep your eyes peeled. Chandra kind of, like, looks over at Solinar. I used to have a friend when I was a child who would do dumb nonsense like that. You remind me of him. I wouldn't remind anyone of anyone around these parts. Not me. Here is a lime. Take it, my kids, and be sure to make limeade as your first form of freedom. Limeade is better than lemonade. It is. Uh, Thank you. We will treasure this lime. No, don't treasure it. Destroy it, mash it into little tiny bits so that it can permeate the water and create the tasty, tasty beverage. Boil it, mash it, put it in a pan. Boil it, mash it, stick it in a stew. Boil it, mash it, stick it in a stew. So they're going to use the limes to buy potatoes. It's brilliant. It's like that Craigslist game where you just trade up for everything until you have a house. Paperclip to house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Alex, are you bored? No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you guys to to move on with what you're doing. I'm not I'm trying really hard to not rush you guys. Well, it sounds like we should be on our way then. Gotta save Mm -hmm. the orphanage. Side quest. Side quest. Side quest. So how do you intend to save this orphanage? Like, I know you're going to do it by raising money. Are you going to actually put on another wrestling demonstration? Are you going to fight the mayor? Are you just going to take Melody back to Tinkerhaven? I think we should do this old school tabletop role playing Um, game. Let's go back to the bounty board and see what quests are available. (laughs) How how much was the requirement again? Uh, It's 500 a year. So really as much multiples of 500 as we can get. Well, we could get two just from Melody if she, whenever she chooses to return. Yeah, but there might be some more bounties on that board that are along our path. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, that's true. We're going to Tinkerhaven anyway. Why don't we just bring Melody back, get the reward, and then bring that? And maybe hit some bounties on the way so we can have yeah. some spare orphan cash. We're good to go. 
Orphan cash. Orphan bucks. Guys, yeah. we need some orphan bucks. We call gravy, them or, oh, gravy orphan bucks. bucks. Gravy Boat's opening a company store at the orphanage, and he's going to pay the kids in scrip. <laughs> <laughs> Solinar is just looking progressively more sad, and then he goes, You mean we're, we're going to bring Melody back to her folks? We're going to travel all the way into Tinkerhaven, and then we're going to give away all the money to keep an orphanage open that was kept open before we came along? I I think you should direct that question at, at um, Mr. Gravyboat. Look, I'm not responsible for how this city government organized itself and the fact that they don't have redundant revenue streams when stuff like this comes up. Wrestlers come in and change the laws of places all the time. Yeah, I, why, why on earth would they not expect some rando to challenge their elderly mayor to a fight to change their revenue system and then get angry when the revenue system disrupts the economy and the systems and infrastructure in place. You said revenue a bunch of times. That gave me an idea. We could make bootleg liquor and sell it and all the profits could go. We could be moonshiners. How, we'll start. We'll call it Lycanthrope Moonshine. We'll have a label with like a werewolf howling at the moon. Oh my gosh, we can put that dog who keeps grabbing bounties off the board. Yeah, we'll put some allspice in it. It'll taste really good and we can sell it. And then we can give, the, like the orphanage can own it. It'll be like monks who kept their um, their abbeys alive by selling beer. So the orphans will brew the most potent alcohol and then sell it to people. Mm -hmm. Well, that could actually work out pretty well, I think. Yeah, I yeah. can't see any any negative repercussions from that. Well, yeah, because no one's going to rob them. They're orphans. Who would rob orphans? Like, come on. How heartless do you have to be? Technically, Boat robbed orphans. I No, technically I didn't. Technically, I affected change in a municipality's budgeting. No, technically what you did was set it up so that we now have to completely give up any of the money that we're going to get for returning Melody that we could have used on the holy mission to save literally the world instead of one orphanage in one town. Look, I, I, I should point thing. out, Talbot Boothman's wanted poster says, stole from orphans. Th then let's just start there then, because... All right. What else? We have to do something now. Yeah, and Alita, I've got the answer to your problem, too. If you're mad that we're going to have to be giving up money to save the orphanage, then we just make more money. It's that simple. <laughs> we go into counterfeiting. Boat, I like this plan no, more and more no, as we, we go along. we are not getting into more crimes. But we're down with the alcohol plan, right? No, we're gonna... no, we're not. <laughs> We're giving these kids brewers tools. Who are the most morally bankrupt in the group? I'll tell you who's bankrupt. What? This orphanage, and it's our responsibility <laughs> to take care of it. It's your responsibility because it's your fault. I have a responsibility to these kids because I'm a good, upright human being. No, you have a responsibility <laughs> to them because you're the reason they're up a creek. Wait, how did the orphans get up a creek? Well, then we have there to give no them an oar. We have to help these kids pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Let's get going. They they can't afford bootstraps. Alita's right. They don't have bootstraps. We have to have. We have to help them pull themselves up by their frayed sock threads. Ooh. <laughs> that that hurt my heart a little bit just to hear. Mm -hmm. Are we? Did I? 
did I miss see my vision? Is is that what happened? Is the prophecy wrong? Was Boat actually trying to thwart us bringing the metallic dragons back? Oh, you guys, it's happening. This happens once a week. Alita, you know, <laughs> gonna, let's come on over here. You and I are going to do some deep breathing and some meditation. I don't need it this time. I'm fine. This no, like no, last time. it's your time of week, Alita. Come on, we're going to do deep breathing and meditation. <laughs> time of the week. <laughs> Alita's right, though. We haven't considered what the ramifications of the changes to this orphanage might have for the holy mission that are prophesied because we're all prophesied heroes. It's possible we're not supposed to financially save it and that they come up with something on their own that in turn then helps bring metallic dragons back. We can at the very least buy them some hops, barley, and some jugs that they can ferment stuff in. And if that fail falls through, they can use the jugs as music instruments. You're a genius boat. Exactly. Johannes, I know we're supposed to be deep breathing, but can you please tell them to stop this insanity? Alita <laughs> uh, needs a paper bag to breathe into. <laughs> I don't I don't know, guys. I actually really liked the idea of the traveling band of orphan musicians. I liked that plan. Well, once we return you to your parents and they know you're safe, you can come back here and start the orphan band. I mean, I'm just saying, if you guys need another adventurer, I could go do adventure things. I'll tell you what, here's your initiation to our adventuring party. Go with us to your parents so we can get the money for your return, and then let's go after that. Wait, are you being serious? I mean, you're your own person, you don't have to do what they say. I... you clearly have not met my mother. Um... I mean, we helped Koza escape from his parents, too. It's kind of becoming our thing, so... Didn't you lose everything that we had trying to get Koza away from his mother? <gasps> well, we got most of it back. We got a new cart. It's fine. Look, we took Koza away from his parents. We'll take Melody away from her parents. And then we'll look out for the kids who don't have any parents. We're Why good. are we stealing everyone from their parents? We didn't steal these kids from their parents. We stole Koza! Is this Melody talking right now? No, this is Alita trying to not have a panic attack. Yeah, uh, Johannes just picks Alita up <laughs> and carries her off. No, no, Johannes, they're wrong. You don't understand. They're wrong. They need to know that they're wrong. It's okay, Alita. They're gonna. Fi they'll figure it out soon enough. Alex backed up. Literally, she backed up so far she fell out her window. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to I'm used to the glass shards by now. Yeah. What was the orphan master's name again? I have it written and I can't remember how I pronounced it. Was it Sanday or something? Shanday. Sanday. It's pronounced differently depending on what part where where, where you are. Sashay? Yeah. Away. Shantae. Um, no, Shantae's a genie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We'll be back as soon as we um, we'll 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 bring you some money and a plan forward because that's what heroes do. So we'll be back. The headmaster nods once solemnly and then gives Solinar sort of an odd look before ushering the children back upstairs. Hey, did she recognize you, pal? Well, that does it. And Solinar, as soon as they're out of eye shot of the orphanage, uh, Solinar dives into some conveniently located bushes and emerging in Solinar's clothing, he emerges and instead of looking like he's Husky score 32 or 33, 
Uh, he's an older, like a hussy score 45 now. And no elf ears, completely rounded off. And uh, his hair has gone from this kind of like black, like a very dark brunette uh, to a bleached, bleached blonde. And so uh, between that and kind of the general physique he's given himself, he looks like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see a guy and you're like, I bet he used to be a bodybuilder. Like, that's a guy who probably used to spend way too much time working out. Solonar. That's what Solonar looks like now. Solonar looks like Lex Luger. <laughs> Melly cast up. How do you do that? It's, it's a spell. I've been studying magic like the whole time we've been on the road. That's really cool. It doesn't seem to do anything for my voice, which not ideal, but what? honestly, it's seeing Why don't you make yourself really high pitched and adopt a Talarian accent? All right, let's see. Let's see if I can. <clears throat> well, now, love, if that's what you'd like me to do, I could try to do something like that. You sound like your honest trying to pretend to be a woman. Oh, that good, huh? Your honest is one of the best actors you'd ever meet. I, I immediately regret asking for you to do this. Please stop. <laughs> He's like a mod. Honestly, it's, it's really hard to do that voice. You know, I think that's for the best. It's like a woman in a Monty Python sketch. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little oh, bit, yes. We're going to save the orphanage. I'd like the eggs, bacon, spam, spam, egg, bacon, baked beans, and spam. Orphans, cook that for me so I can pay you so you can be saved. Guys, guys, what is happening? Why is there yeah, suddenly a Save the Orphanage subplot? Alex, uh, we don't pretend like you weren't having us try to save the orphans in the long run. We're just trying to make it like more compact. Three cheers for player agency. Player agency. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Player agency. Hooray. Player agency. Hooray. Player agency. Hooray. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, not Solinar and the rest of the party, other than Johannes, who has and Alita, who has Johannes has dragged Alita off for deep breathing exercises. Mm -hmm. The rest of you, it looks like it's about late afternoon now. Are you guys going to move ahead from Cinderdale, or are you going to stay the night here? How far away do we need to go to get that money? You're going to have to go to Tinkerhaven, so it's probably like a week or two on foot. We should probably resupply what time of day is it late afternoon yeah we should probably resupply and maybe just leave at like five in the morning or something melody kind of like looks and nods okay now repeat after me alita this the ancient chant that uh we were both taught in our religious upbringings uh on, on moose frog dog i'm sorry i don't know that one no, this is one we do every week. Uh, you, you just get so anxious, you forget it every time. Okay, so on three, uh, just a nice long moose frog dog. frog dog. Yeah, perfect. Now, big deep breath in. Moose and another one. Frog moose frog dog. <laughs> See, you're looking better already. The color's returning to your face. Have most of your face. The face I can see. I just, I just want this holy mission to go off right. And it keeps happening. 
that chicanery and nonsense derails my plans. Yeah, but chicanery and nonsense are a part of our party. You don't have a family without a little bit of chicanery and nonsense. Otherwise, you got a boring family. I thought you were about to just say I don't have a family, and I was about to say thank you for reminding me. No, no, no. I, the orphans don't have families. That's why we're trying to help them. You yeah. have a father and a brother. They don't count. Oh. Why not? Alita. But when did you get here? <laughs> Just yeah, both looming over them like, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> There's a top hat Alita. coming into frame. <laughs> <laughs> no, you move the camera lower. Get it out of here. Okay, good. Alita, here's the thing. And maybe I'm just thinking of this now because of the fact that we are currently in this uh, time and space and also have just cleared our heads with meditative breathing and uh, personal uh, uh, centering and grounding. But to say that your father and brother, even though they were not as hospitable as they should have been when you came to visit them, are not real, is doing a disservice to not only yourself, but also all the orphans in the world who don't actually have a father or a brother to go to. If they we just want met... mine, they can have him. That's what Alita... we'll do. We'll take all the orphans and we'll take them to the Feywild and we'll give them to the King of Stags. This is a good... They steal children, right? That's a thing. That's evil. Uh, you, you would know better than I would. From my knowledge, the only person who steals people that I know is Solonar. What? I'm sorry, uh, what? So, the thing is, Alita, that... You know, you do have a father, even though you don't connect well with your father. And, you know, it's important for you to be able to not only accept that side of yourself, because that way you're going to have a better acceptance of yourself, but also you have a big pillar that is there and exists that you can always lean on, even if that pillar sometimes is not, again, hospitable. Um, but, you know, the orphans, they don't have that. And I think it's adding a unique perspective because I've always had my brothers and sisters and my parents, and I can't imagine what it would be like without them. And you're choosing to not have them, which I think in this case is probably not good because those orphans would choose to have a father if they could. Johannes, I deeply appreciate what you're trying to say here. It's just... I've been my entire life without them, and I will be fine continuing to be without them. But you weren't fine, and that's why you went and visited them. I wanted to go because I wanted to know why they... Look, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm fine. I'm calm. We should go back to the others. Okay. One last goose frog dog before we go. <sighs> goose frog dog. Goose frog dog. Okay. I can see the light has returned to your eyes and they no longer are uh, have a hue of red across them. So we're ready to go. As Sol as a Solonar, as Johannes and Alita return, <laughs> Alita sees the new and improved Solonar is like, who's this guy? An excellent question, and one I haven't answered yet. Oh, it's Solonar. What about she looks over at Kozun Boat. You guys think of dumb names all the time. Why don't you tell, make a name? The what now? You, make a name for not Solinar. Fakenar. Uh, 
Uh, Ranalos. Ranalos. It's it's Solinar backwards. Yeah, I'm certain that the people Solinar's trying to dodge will never figure that out. Um, Jazz Tamarind. <laughs> Ooh. All right, I'm sorry. What? That one's spicy. I kind of like it. Jazz is short for Rasma Jazz. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is he a traveling bard whose entire shtick is getting hit on the head? I don't know. Maybe that's his persona. I like that. That's a, that would be a very successful bard show. Well, I think we figured out Solinar's backstory. Here you go, Solinar. Here's the bag of ice I was using earlier. You might need it for later. Um, it it is worth noting. I can only keep this up for an hour at a time. So maybe that's you gonna should, be a problem. Maybe you should have a more mundane disguise. Oh, maybe I have hair dye. I've got hair dye. It's in my bag. If you ever wanted to dye your hair, we could dye it red, blue, or black. Wait, do we not have blonde? What? Oh, I use all the blonde. You dye your hair? Yeah, of course I do. What? What is it naturally? I don't even remember. Oh my gods, I didn't know you dyed your It's such a uniform color. Yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I've gotten pretty good. I didn't know either. What Johannes is not recalling is that Johannes's natural hair color is also blonde. It's just a slightly different shade of blonde that Johannes likes less. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we gave Solinar blonde hair, he'd end up looking like me. You could be me! We'll put you in a dress, and we'll give you a loot, and we'll dye your hair blonde, and you'll be me. We'll call him Ali too. I... My name's Melody. Oh. Mr. Boat. Sorry, I couldn't tell. You guys sound alike sometimes, especially when you're (laughs) exasperated. I'm not exasperated! I'm excited! Boat always confuses all women's voices for all women. Yeah, I've noticed that too. I'm not oh, sure. And all orphans it, sound alike too. I'm not sure what it <laughs> says about him or about the women of this world. And maybe they have a consistent voice candor that can't be changed. Yeah, it's it's almost it's it's sort of like the same phenomenon. You know, this is weird. It's like a Mandela effect kind of thing. It's like uh, all these shopkeeps that sound uh, very similar. They always are like, "Hey, friend, how are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Just then, just then, a woman walks by, and she points at you guys, because she overhears that we're making generalizations our group, and she goes, Oi! Cobalt! You! <laughs> <laughs> that can't be in the podcast! It'll get a nice, it'll get a nice cobalt. We should, um... And we then she probably, continues to walk on. <laughs> we should probably get this show on the road, what with the, you know, limited time period and all. hmm yeah, we've only got four and a half months to get that money. Well, that strikes was, me as a very long time. I was thinking more about the hour I look like this. Mm, yeah, that's true. Wait, does that mean that we're just going to go on ahead? I mean, what I I feel like we've done what we came to Cinderdale to do. <laughs> we overturned a government policy. We had a successful wrestling match. We promised some orphans that we'd give them a bunch of money. I, uh, I don't see how that's an unsuccessful visit to a town. Oh, wait, we can't leave. That tailor's making all our clothes. Ah, I, I'm glad you remembered that. Uh, well, we, we made the down payment. I'm not going to forget about the 
however much, I don't even remember right now how much the down payment was. I just remember it hurting so badly to remove it from my wallet. Oh, I'm so excited about new clothes. Man, I haven't been this excited since the last time I got new clothes when, when I was tumbling around in a jester suit. Wait, you haven't gotten any new clothes since Oshan Bar? No, well, I got some in Alaria, but I didn't pay for them. They were free. And clothes, new clothes are just nicer when you pay for them. Not, like, actually nicer. It just feels exciting. Wait, did you guys take your clothes from Koza's parents' house? Because I thought those were on loan. I left those behind. Well, that's your mistake. Mine, uh, they, mine, uh, are what I'm wearing right now. See? Oh, yeah. Yep. And yeah. now, well, before we go and get our clothes... I'm going to go and do a taste test on this limeade and make sure these kids are heading in the right direction. Okay, while he does whatever that is. <sighs> so we're going to stay here tonight? I think that's probably the smart play. Okay. I'm going to go to my room and sleep off this very intense building migraine. Why do you have a... You didn't hit any buildings. Why do you have a building migraine? Goose frog dog. <laughs> <laughs> that sound echoes out as Alita just stares blankly at Solinar, sighs, and just walks away. As she's walking away, Felix turns around over her shoulder, makes eye contact with Solinar, and slowly shakes his tiny dragon head. I don't get it. Koza, what are you doing? You've been very quiet since they've gotten to Cinderdale. Um... Koza is in a big new place that he hasn't been to before. Uh, mostly been taking in the sights and kind of watching. I mean, he kind of, he's gotten the idea that, I'm trying to remember, wait, Solonar told a really good lie, right? That he's not from. He lies so frequently about where he's from. I don't know what canon y'all believe right now. Uh, he's, he's kind of been observing the party in this new part of the country he's never been into before but as far as like there's nothing what what kind of other things are there in cinderdale there's not really a whole heap in cinderdale it's really sort of a pass-through town there's the cradithy shop that you guys have been in the snipped ribbon which you guys have been in a shop called ants and ashes and cinders I, my handwriting is terrible uh ashes and cinders um that it's sort of a cracker barrel style like shop tavern in combo dealio and that's oh, oh oh that's the one with the uh triangle pegboard we, we you guys had me uh do a cracker barrel thing <laughs> that wasn't on podcast i think that was a warm-up but i'm just excited because now i'm gonna be there in the podcast <laughs> i was there in my mind now i'm there yeah. in my mind let's do this let's go to the inn because I'm going to need somewhere to inconspicuously become me again and then oh my God. potentially emerge for a little bit and then come back out as uh, what it what jazz tamarind tamarind. That's it. Yep. Jazz tamarind. Uh, Razama jazz tamarind. The uh, RJ. I'm, I'm a I'm a touring impact comedian. <laughs> That's a that's a comedian who hits himself, and that's what's funny to people. All right, so you're on the level with Carrot Top. 
<laughs> You're just below Dane Cook. <laughs> Guys, the word is slapstick. <laughs> it's more sciency. It, it, but but it's got a word. It's a perfectly valid word. Anyway, True. Solinar's going to hide so he can transform. All right, so Solinar like a, is like hiding and transforming. Boat, what are you going to be doing? Uh, Boat's going to go to his room and... Uh, uh, we probably need to get dinner. I'll I'll get something to eat and then I'll go to my room and relax. Johannes, I am teaching some of the finer points of how to make great limeade in my one hundred and one class. Limeade for orphans. <laughs> limeade for orphans, like like water for chocolate. Yeah, uh, L A F O Lafo. Koza, what are you doing, Derek? Um. So in the end, uh, Koza is gonna go um take a look at who's in the uh the tavern portion of the inn, assuming this place has a tavern portion. You would be correct in that they do. There are three people that catch your eye that sort of seem different than the normal townsfolk that you would see. One is a gentleman in an eye patch with a big fuzzy grizzled beard he's leaning over a tankard and is muttering something to the barkeep the other is a tiefling woman who seems to be obsessively checking a pocket watch that is uh, on her breast pocket the third one is a dwarven gentleman weirdly beardless uh, sort of countering what you would expect a dwarf to look like and seemingly picking through a salad looking for something. And all three of them are protagonists of their own anime. <laughs> it's 22 stories about Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> the tieflings eating steamed hams. No, I said we were having steamed clams. God, steamed ham sounds horrible. <laughs> it's how you say hamburgers. Uh, um, so you said one person had a, a large fuzzy hat. A beard. Uh, beard. Oh. <laughs> it's a, a chin hat. <laughs> There's a, a large fuzzy beard that he wears on his head, perhaps? He's <laughs> got like one of those big fuzzy pimp hats. Kosa is going to salad. He kind of thinks he's sort of hungry, so he asks the, the person picking through the salad. Um, uh, are the salads okay? Wouldn't know. Uh, oh? I haven't tried it yet. I'm picking out all the craisins. Oh, craisins? The, the, the brand name product? <laughs> no, no, they're cranberry cra raisins. They're, they're oh, the craisins cra a brand name thing? I thought that was the yes. word you used for craisins. Yes. As, as dried by the Ocean Spray Company, <laughs> a Tellarian yeah. uh, business that exists right off of one of the port towns. <laughs> are are, are the, the, the dried cranberries no good? I don't like them. Just well, personally. Couldn't he have just ordered the salad without them? He kind of stops and looks up. He looks at you. Then he flips the salad bowl over and just storms off. Uh, I love how anticlimactic that is because instead of flipping a table, it's just this tiny bowl on the table. <laughs> just salad goes everywhere. A salad goes one square foot away. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, hold on. Alex never said how high he flipped the bowl of salad. 
It could be salad everywhere as he flips the bowl six feet into the air, spraying salad like some no, sort of whirling bowl dervish. Staying away from the word spray. We didn't pay to use it. <laughs> well, Chapman just ruined this dude's salad. <laughs> uh, um, who's the person that's closest to me now at the uh, bar? The grizzled gentleman. Um, should I have not have said that? He kind of like looks over at you, looks back at his beer, takes a long drink from it and sets it down. No, I reckon, I reckon it's fine. Some people don't want solutions. He was going to deal with it either way. Oh, okay. What brings Um, you to Cinderdale, friend? Oh, we're just traveling through. Where you heading? Oh, um, well, I guess Tinkerhaven. Wise way to go. Don't deal with all the stuff that's going around. Tinkerhaven seems safe. Oh, is, is there something that's not safe here? Well, if you ignore all the things and all the things you hear about the disappearances, there's there's some rumors about some kind of dark wizard to the south. It's all rumors, though. I haven't found hide nor hair, and I'm a dark wizard hunter. Oh, a dark wizard hunter? Yes, the bartender looks over at you, Koza, and sort of does this, like, knife motion at his neck and shakes his head at you. Oh my god, he's telling you he's gonna kill you. Koza <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sees that the bartender do it, do it in that. Oh, is there something wrong with this person? The bartender stops and stares at you. What do you mean? There's nothing wrong with me. Oh, it's just... It sounded like maybe there was something... Why did you do the, the slicey motion? The bartender just sort of like shuffles off. Oh, all the people on the other side of the bar gotta, gotta go. This guy's the worst hit, man. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fine. People don't believe in my powers all the time. Oh, you have powers? Like I said, I'm an accomplished stock wizard hunter. Oh. I think he said stock wizard that time. <laughs> the one's off the shelves. It's quite all right. They'll all believe me when I take down that dark wizard to the south, holding that village hostage. There's... They'll believe me then. I... Uh... <laughs> oh. Uh... I... How do you know about a dark wizard? I feel it. Feel it in the wind. Uh, okay. Because it looks around. Is that other person nearby? She's kind of like checking her watch again and looking around. She she very clearly notices the two of you and is like, oh, I'm not touching that one. And looks back at her watch, looks around, looks back at her watch, looks back at you guys, looks back at her watch. Back at you, back at her watch, back at the ceiling, back at her watch, back at the floor, back at the watch. Because uh, it looks like he has an idea. Oh, um, um, excuse me, what time is it? <sighs> she flips it open. <laughs> Half past seven. How high did she flip it? Flip it good. Oh, wow. Half past seven. I I guess I should go. Yeah. <laughs> Stay for a while, friend. We could have dinner together. I uh, can talk about my many adventures. Because uh, 
Oh, w would you pay for dinner? I believe I could spot everyone with my dark wizard earnings. <laughs> oh, oh, spot everyone? Well, uh, yes. He oh. points to you, he points to himself, and he points to the bartender, who is very clearly trying not to make eye contact with him. Where, uh, where are Solnar and Alita and Boat and Johannes right now? Does, does Koza know where they are? Solinar's in one of the rooms in the inn. So you is would Bo. probably know which one. Okay. Uh, oh, um, be right back. And Koza rushes up, up to the room and says, somebody's offering to buy us all dinner. <laughs> one of the doors slams open and Solinar as himself appears in the doorway and goes, free food, you say? Y yes, free food. It's me as myself. <laughs> <laughs> Boat, Johannes? Boat already got something to eat, though, because I said I was going to get something to eat before I went to my room. Mm -hmm. So what are you saying? So Boat's fine. Going to beg off, beg off this mooch. Johannes is outside, chilling limeade. You just hear a muffled from inside one of the rooms. Boat's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Melody is going to stick out her head and be like, are we eating? Is that uh, well, food? Somebody offered free food. To offer free, food free food, Melody. Offered, free food. Yeah, jump there to, to, to purchase us all, bought us all food. All right, hurry, Melody, see us out with the free food song. She pulls out her lute and is like, I have a song prepared for just such an occasion. Crazen stood for crunchy raisins. <laughs> yeah, thank you Bray. for listening to Quid Pro Spray. <laughs> Gross! All right. I was going to say, don't bother re recording that. Brandon talked about Sharpies earlier. Like, we're all over the place with brand recognition in these episodes. We could be sued to death at any moment. <laughs> I'm going to get in my Caterpillar tractor and drive to the next town to save this orphanage. Guys, it's a tractor made out of a caterpillar. Let me call my lawyer. <laughs> yes. Hello, Zarko. Zarko. Tell me. She's, yeah, she, she says it's good. Zarko says it's good. Oh, thank God. Zarko's really my authority. She on would know. One. Zarko's mm -hmm. been through a lot of litigious action from brand names trying to get people to not talk about their products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.